I stand outside here on the walls of my castle, in which the previous occupant was disturbingly lethargic. My domain is now in good hands, the land is now me as I am the land. Many believe I conquer to destroy, but how misguided they are, when I actually conquer to save. Many valiant warriors must die, in order to save a multitude of individuals, of families, and of traditions. But alas, I am getting sentimental, but I feel the need to explain in hopes of conveying my purpose, of my goals, and of my destiny. Strad von Zarevich In a time long ago, a village was conquered. The conquered village now lies under the tyrannical rule of one individual who has no compassion, shows no mercy, and has nothing but cruel intentions devised for one individual. Peril, torment, and horror lie around every corner. The adventurers must be ready for anything. The very well-being of not only the woman, but of the entire village hangs in the balance. Join us each week to find out if the adventurers can save the damsel, save the village, or if their lives will be lost in the attempt. This is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast sponsored by Knights of the Braille. You can find them at www.knightsofthebraille.com and the ambient music is provided by tabletopaudio.com. Welcome, everybody, to uh, episode number 17. Uh, that's still crazy to me that we, you know, we're almost at 20. Yeah. You know, that, that oh, is God, awful. Oh, God, this music is awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, this is yeah. our weekly episode of Curse of Strahd campaign, um, a horror campaign set in Barovia. And we're going to go around our virtual table and then we're going to get to a new segment this week. And we'll start off with um, me. I'll, I'll go first. I'll give y'all a chance to uh, think of some stuff. Um, I'm Richard. I'm your DM. And a fun fact about me is I love trying new things. Whether it's food, IPAs, you know, stuff like that. And it goes what? Yeah, with your mom. No. <laughs> that's my, oh, hey, that's she's, a, she's a little ashy. You might want to bring some lotion. Oh, 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 <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding, Mama Jess. <laughs> um, but I love trying new stuff like that. And this past week, <coughs> I ordered uh, some like larvae, which is like a worm, and I ordered some grasshoppers and crickets. Did you get them yet? Nice. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What are they like? I've heard some of those things like have no taste, like the grasshoppers are just crunchy, but 
Do they have a um, taste? The, the worms really had no taste. They were kind of like a pork skin, really. Um, and the uh, grasshoppers, um, they were flavored with some kind of Mexican seasoning. I can't pronounce it because... I mean, I'm I'm a redneck, but uh, <laughs> it um it had like a bit of a spicy, smoky flavor. Really good, really good. I liked it. And it kind of crunched like a uh, piece of popcorn. There's been a lot of articles written like recently, last few years, about how much better the environment would be if we went to an all insect diet because of the nutrients. But I don't think I could ever do it. I'm not gonna give up my steak. I love that big meat. <laughs> well, see, I can't, I can't eat beef, so I have to find protein where I can. Um, uh, let's go with uh, Michael. Okay, let me get my microphone closer to that. <clears throat> All right, how do I sound now? That's good, good to me. I am Michael G. I'll be playing Sylmistra Heatherfield, the half of Wizard of the Group, who was probably the lead architect. And not only killing two children, three night hags, but she was two of her, <laughs> two of her fellow party members with one third level magic missile and some liberal application of acid spray. So never want to be a bear again. But it was in spectacular fashion. It was, yeah. great. It was in a it was glory figuratively, <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, so, her insanity has taken a dip from 20 to 14, so <laughs> she's not too well right now. Uh, let's go with uh, Jesse. Hey everybody, I'm Jesse. I will be playing Kelton uh, Utos, the Wild Magic Shifter. And a fun fact for him, fun in a morbid way maybe, he will never be the same again. And his insanity is at 17, but that's before he realizes that there are children involved. I'm afraid of what Richard's going to do. I'm scared, and I only have one beer. You should be. <laughs> sounds like me at college. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's our weekly, our new segment, weekly college check-in. How is your second week going? Um, I want to eat a rock. <laughs> I don't it's like people. It, it, it'll sit heavy in your stomach, though. Yeah, it would. <laughs> It'll sit heavy in your stomach. Um, Sorry, Richard. I didn't mean to like add segments to the podcast. Oh, that, oh that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Um, Philip. Hey, I'm Philip. Uh, usually play Amit Thornkill with East. <laughs> right now. Um, her and Easy might be coming back, but who knows what's coming yet? Oh, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> she said. Uh, she said. And Adrian. Hello, everyone. My name is Adrian, and I used to play Vicklas Marshmantle, the oh bard God. cleric of the group. But unfortunately, he was murdered by his colleagues and his best friend. <laughs> Former best friend. Former, yeah, because he's yeah, he's, he's gone. He's dead. Hey, you're um, supposed to like forgive everything once you get to heaven. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. His friend. Well, to be fair, Vickles doesn't know anything. He was. <laughs> he was I dreaming. Sure you guys are I forgot about that. Uh, I, I can picture uh, him waking up in heaven. Like, Whoa! What a dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. But uh, do, do you want me to introduce the character, or should we wait until um, he, she gets introduced? And in... yeah, we'll introduce. Uh, we'll introduce you right now. 
All right. So, uh, my new character, uh, her name is Dodger. And she is a. <laughs> and she's a female Kenku, uh, Trickery Cleric. Uh, Kenkus, um, they're basically just uh, curse raven folk. Um, they cannot fly and they cannot speak. So, they will basically mimic. In order to, to communicate, they will mimic. Or write, they can write, but they, they would have to mimic sounds like a parrot would. Um, in Is order that to the creature we met earlier? Is that what she was? No, she was a mm-hmm. raven. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm a straight up raven. And, uh, well, as a, as a raven folk, I guess uh, I need to be careful. There's a whole story, but I guess we'll discover that little by little. All I have to say right now is my cousin plays a skin flute. <laughs> Put it in the family, I see. <laughs> Look, I, um, this episode is brought to you by uh, Taco Smell. You know, um, if you smell it, you can eat it. In other words, and um, Adrian, do, do you have insurance? You I mean insurance. you need to have in- insurance on your on your character with this group? I oh, think we no, do. Is I, that a service we can get? I, I did not I did not put importance enough importance in character insurance, Richard. Oh you should have. If you had signed up with Orc insurance, you could have been prepared in such a case of a catastrophe as a windmill falling on you. Believe me, if it can happen, we will cover it. Well, thank <laughs> you. Now I know for my next character. <laughs> uh, how much is that? I wouldn't mind getting it for Kelton. 300 GP for anyone <laughs> named Kelton Utos who it's calls me. Ass, sir. We have a little that's over cheap, 4k yeah. gold. And <laughs> oh, that's blood money. I was gonna say, like, damn, that's cheap. <laughs> uh, Alright. I'll take is, those prices. Is everybody ready for the recap? Yep. Yeah. You had said, do we have a new segment? Oh, you're right. Thank you for reminding me. Adrian knows about it. Tonight's new session is children. Can you tell us what we learned from last session? Well, um, uh, we, l- we learned that <laughs> we learned that windmills in the wrong hands can be a very destructive item. Um, we learned that windmills falling on a house can make a house three stories collapse and kill two very good friends. We learned that we shouldn't and the always children. and the children. And the children. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess we know that <laughs> out of game. Um, we also learned that... What was I going to say? Um, bodies are squishy. Yeah, that too. <laughs> it was badass, bro. That's I mean, it, it, it was. was badass. It was, it was epic. I think, I think what Vickless, what Vickless <laughs> learned is that he... You don't feel anything when you're dreaming. Oh, all the, ram- <laughs> the ramifications of... Oh. Love being the DM. Alright, uh, let's do a bit of a recap. Y'all, Amit had faced off with the um, head werewolf and defeated, and, and defeated him fairly quickly because um, Amit was awesome like that. And, and unfortunately, Amit is no longer with us thanks to a third level magic missile, acid splash, and a giant bear with a strong person pushing. Uh, unfortunately, it will now be known as the windmill incident. Or we can call it Kelton and Tomestra's fault. Doesn't matter to me. 
I feel like everything that goes wrong in the campaign should all should here should henceforth be called Kelton and Sir Mistress fault, no matter what it is. <laughs> Can manage that. <laughs> um, y'all got to the windmill, realized it was the one that y'all had the deed to, and upon going in, um, Kelton and Sir Mistress and the rest of the party stayed outside. Vickless and I met in their last actions upon this earth, um, or on that earth, ate the dream pastries, and after a few minutes went to sleep, had the best dreams in the world, and they never woke up from them. Uh, so with that, we come to tonight's session, and going to uh, <clears throat> try to change the music here. Uh, I'm hunting it. Um, so, let's see. I'm trying to get out of it. And we're now at um, the funeral of these two two yes. people. And as the rubble has somewhat been cleared away and the bodies have been found, Kelton, you have now noticed the two children, one decapitated and one basically smashed. Um, you will now take a, another two points of insanity damage. So, 15? Okay. 15 now. Um, As Kelton sees the children, you hear him emit the loudest animal scream that you've ever heard. It is the most soul-wrenching, gut-wrenching sound that has ever been heard in Barovia or the resounding area. It kind of sounds like a hurt bear, even though he's only, you know, partially bare. <laughs> um, I think we he had he was still in bear form, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, the two bodies of the kids have been laid out. Uh, there is the body of Vickless and Ahmet still at the rubble. They have not been moved yet. Would y'all like to move them over to where the kids are located? I'm going to shift back and I'm going to walk over to the rubble, look down at it, and we'll just say that there's a piece of rubble covering Vickless. I will mage hand the rubble and as gently as possible, lift up the body of Vickless to carry it over and put it down, place it down beside the children. As you do this, do you also do this with, and the periwinkle will carry Ahmet's body. I didn't know if that would be carried both. That's why I, um, not in human form, no. Uh, Periwinkle will have taken care of Ahmet. And as y'all place the bodies on the ground beside the children, you hear the clip-plop of horses' hooves along with the sounds of wheels turning on the axle as a black carriage pulls up into the yard. Oh, no. <laughs> Somebody on <all> Gildan? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Kelton was very somber. Now, if looks could kill everything, be incinerated because he knows who um, the black at, is. At this time, uh, although you do not know her name, a Kanku has come out of the nearby trees and we now see her 
standing there, but upon seeing the carriage pull up, she fades back into the forested area. And <clears throat> and um as as the carriage pulls up okay, thank you for playing again. As the carriage pulls up into a stop, the door opens up. Kelton and Silmestra, what are you two doing as the door opens? I am staring figurative daggers into the doorway of this carriage. Uh, the Silmestra is in a corner with some rubble and very quietly sobbing. Alright. Um, I think our a, friend Kelton has a death wish. <laughs> a long leg comes out of the carriage as steps fold down from the carriage, a long leg steps down upon them, and there, then a second leg, and a a tallish man stands there with dirty, dirty blonde hair pulled back into a ponytail. You've obviously seen him before and know that he is Strahd. Uh, he steps down onto the ground and begins to walk over towards you. In his hands, he is holding a box and stops there in front of you, Kelton. And what what would you say to him? I'm going to look at the box, look up at him. Why are you here? Of all moments, and I know you're planning on ending us, you're planning on stopping us. Why are you here? Why now? What do you want? He smiles at you, and you can see the tips of his teeth and he says to you i am here but to show respect for the dead i do know everything that goes on in my lands because i am the land when one warrior dies one must show respect for the fight that they gave so are you saying that we have to show respect for those hags and i'll point over i'm assuming are the hag bodies there yes they're filling the rubble okay. so those hags over there i mean they're capturing killing children but we're supposed to show respect to them and what they've done and what they've caused twisted moral code that is your choice to make i choose to show respect for any fallen warrior if you classify them as a warrior then yes you should i personally do not classify them as a warrior no they're pieces of shit that should burn in another realm and it is very likely that they are. Which is where I, you're going to go, so you know. We're not going to mince words here. You see, I come here with an offer of peace. To show respect and to offer a gift of tribute. But if you want to get an attitude, my dear shifter sorcerer, I can leave with a gift that I brought for you all. He will look over to Samisha at this point, kind of questioning what should we... what. What do you think we should do? The least we could do is rob him. <laughs> Politely. <laughs> he smirks. One edge of his lip curls up. You're welcome to try. But you seem to be a little rattled at the moment. What is your truth? What is your gift? He hands the box to you. It is an item of extreme rarity. Use it wisely, for it only has one use. Can it be used I, to kill you? You can try, but you would die in the process. That wasn't the question. Can it be used to kill you? You can try. It is very unlikely it will get the job done. 
Okay. It is not that type of gift. He nods at you all, um, you and Sylvester and the rest of the party, and looks over at Ileana and says, I will see you later, darling. Until the dead are buried, there will be no harm that comes to you. You have my word. For some odd reason, Amit's right hand flops up and flicks him the bird. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost on me. Um, but, Postmortem but, twitches. <laughs> it's, a it's actually okay. it's Kelton doing mage hand. Yeah, it is me doing mage hand. <laughs> um, and with that, he he gets back into the carriage and they leave. <laughs> so now, in your possession, you have a rosewood box in the shape of like a chest, kind of like a lock box. Uh, there's no engraving, no symbols, nothing. It's a plain lacquered or varnished rosewood box in your hands. It has a hin two hinges on the back and a clasp on the front. It feels like it weighs about five pounds. Well, do we want to open it? Do y'all want to open it? Sorry, I was just looking to see if I have detect box, which I do. I mean, detect magic, which I don't. So, so Calton will hand the box out to so mister do you want to see what this is it will bring them back um open the box now very you're going to open the box straight up yeah she's okay. given no box in inside the box you find a green and blackish emerald or looks like an emerald it's a it's a gem of some kind um it's mostly green but has black veins growing throughout it um, from your history and all of your endless research, you know that this is a reincarnation gem. Well, we might be able to bring one back. How do we choose who? I mean, they both deserve another chance since we did what we did. I mean, how do we choose which one of them is brought back? You could roll dice. <laughs> well, if we do that, it might not go the way that out of character we know. <laughs> um, actually, where's Vlad? He is probably still in the rubble, wearing ridiculous bag. Is I was gonna ask his opinion, but okay. I'm gonna. Kelton is gonna dig through the rubble, searching for the bag or anything else he can find. I uh, um, you find. Vickles's bag. It had gotten torn in the um, pulling out of the body and when everything fell, so it is now in your possession. I shouldn't be left up to making plans, so it's up to you. Kelton will look in the bag. Is there a smashed I, Vlad head in there? Um, huh. Give me just a second. Can you guys hear me well enough? Yep. Yeah. 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 Real good. Uh, um, you managed to pull out the head of Vlad, and there's a ring in one of his eye sockets, along with the um, lit ball bearing of Silmistra. At least I'm glad to see him. And he looks up at you, what, 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 just what? I have a very important question, and I can't believe I'm asking you, but something happened. Um, what did you do? What what did you do? I accidentally okay. knocked a windmill on a house. Vicklis and Ahmet didn't make it. We have a gem of reincarnation. How do you think 
I can't believe I'm asking you this. How do you think we should decide who we can only bring back one? Ah, that's easy. Me. <laughs> I'm already talking to you. I don't need your shit right now. Who should we bring back? I have no ass. I can't shit. <laughs> well, we could do a chill touch on him. Or... Oh, mage hand him and spin him around like a football on my thumb. <laughs> uh, well, despite all of his brashness and the fact that I couldn't stand him and I wanted him to die, I'm glad he's dead. Believe me. But I do miss him. I am going to miss him. But Nicholas once told me that that he and you can see him getting kind of emotional. You know, like he's trying to be brass and you know not show any emotions. But strangely enough, you you see a tear roll down his his cheek and into the hole that Nicholas had. Um, cutting, yeah, and he he looks up at you and says, "Nicholas told me that once he died, he he never wanted to come back." Sentiment I can agree with. Well, I guess that's our answer. Life sucks. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess, uh, I guess I'll be your keeper now. I don't know what Vicklas called himself. Oh shit! I'm gonna die again. <laughs> <laughs> do my yeah. best to keep you dead alive so together a gag <laughs> um and, and as you're talking to him you notice that the back of his skull is severely dented in and there's like a piece of a, a rock sticking out of it Silmestra, can you cast mend on this and fix his head uh it's i didn't know like if richard if you would let that happen or not preparing what's dead to life uh, it's supposed to be for immaterial stuff, but he's so like dead. the bag then? Fix the bag. Yeah, she can fix the bag. Yes. Vlad, uh, uh, what if we're able to get you a body? How would you feel about that? I would love it. I haven't walked around in God since Nicholas cut my head off. I'm thinking of putting him on a skateboard like in uh, Sandman Slim's novels. Oh yeah. Put, put I, him on one of, put him on one of the, the decapitated kid's body. Oh shit. <laughs> Dude, that's not a bad idea. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, what? It cut out a little bit. What did he say? Put it, put it on the decapitated kid's body. Oh, that's messed Let's up. opt for one of the night tags. Oh, um, that would be the dead. Oh, yeah. He'll he look pretty. Very pretty in a dress. Uh, but, in a shaggy yeah, dress. I feel like we're having right, the funeral so. and we got off track. Well, I mean, y'all still, still have the bodies there. I guess, I guess we. I guess we bring back on that. Um, do you know how this thing works? It's a relatively complex magical ritual, but I've done the research, and the the death has brought a lot of it back. Um, so Samishra knows how to accomplish it. It must be done with a magic user, and say something along the lines of "Come back to us, come back to us." You know, something along those lines where you're like trying to bring them back. Okay. Well, she'll do it. Uh, we bury Vicklas and the children first. We can we can say that y'all did that. Yeah. A good proper can for them both, or the three of them. As um, after burying Vicklas, uh, Kelton will kind of look up to the heavens, and he just looks devastated and destroyed. Like no one's ever seen this look on his face, and he'll just say, "Vlad told us that you didn't want to come back." And I don't know how I'll ever go on and live with myself with what I did. 
if you can hear me in whatever realm you're in, whatever life is after this, I just want you to know that the people that I could count as my true friends were only on one hand and you were at the top of that list. So for what it's worth, I may be a bear that knocked over a windmill, but I don't think I'll ever have a friend as true as Vickless Marshmantle. And he'll just like shovel dirt onto the grave, like onto the hole after Vickless's body is placed on it and basically bury the body himself. So they'll lay a manually, right? On the shelter. Yes. Man, okay. And yeah. Well, maybe we use mage hand it. Oh god. Vlad looks up at you down at the grave and then up into the sky. How could you leave me with him? God. And that's, that's all they said. Glad this will be the start of a beautiful friendship. You'll see. <laughs> what? You got tips? I like this. <laughs> oh, but you never know. Uh, uh, other people may. I have. Yeah, <laughs> I like <laughs> <laughs> There's also really on it whenever you can get peaks, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Vlad. Back in the bag. I had too much, too much sun. I, um, so you walk over, you and Kelton both walk over to Ahmet's body. The kids have been buried, Vickless has been buried, and now Ahmet lays there hi on the ho, ground. Hi ho, it's off to reincarnate we so, go. And she kneels down towards the body and uh, takes one of Ahmet's like ham-sized fists in order to and lays uh, the gem in between the hands. Uh, um, Kelton, you are extremely upset at this point, right? Yes. Um, you notice Periwimple coming over to you with a brick in his hands. <laughs> Periwimple, what, what are you doing? Uh, you'll have to do a check to make sure that's not one of my magic bricks for if it's a regular brick. Um, roll me a perception check. Here, so Mr. Um, Kelton. Fifteen. Uh, you notice it is a regular brick. He's coming over. Make you feel better. Make oh no, that that'll hurt. That'll hurt. I, I, you, you don't need to hit me. I'm I'm I'm, I'm okay. Okay. And Kelton will just like, even though he's not as big, like bear hug Perry <laughs> Uh Semester, you have placed the gem in between Amit's grasping hand. And uh, should we? I guess a little. I hope. <laughs> She'll say as she uh, begins to start the ritual, I have not sworn myself to any god, for I value knowledge and research. Though if any deity brings my friend back, I will swear my soul, my honor, and my life to them. And as you close your eyes and then open them back up, everyone sees a giant flash. And where Ahmed's body was, there's now nothing. You follow a trail of silvery green light to an area that you had previously noticed in the distance for it's kind of grassy and overgrown but there's large stone uh megaliths like pillars over there kind of like uh stonehenge but they're all one solid piece you notice the silvery green light head over there in a shooting arc and a loud crow as the light stops just outside of these large stone pillars. I either fucked up big time or won the lot. <laughs> <laughs> Should we gather the party and hello? 
Uh, yeah, I guess we should. Calton oh, is really, like going through the motions at this point. He's still just uh, by everything. Uh, as you begin to walk, you all notice the raven-looking woman or person um, standing at the edge of the woods. Would Kelton have seen Kinkus before? Um, yes, you both probably would have seen them before. So Mister's going to draw her short sword, though, just to be safe. Like, she's not making a move to... Oh, I see. <laughs> she's Hello not there. Have you, uh, attack, but... have you been following us? So, Dodger, you know, she's a little Kanku. She's about, like, three foot eight. That's adorable. I was very, just going to say very, I'm no longer the smallest body member. <laughs> she's very I'll, raggedy. I'll so her, her, her feathers are very raggedy, black, with a tint, green, uh, or kind of like a green tint on it. Um, and her eyes are really, really dark. And she twitches her f- head as she looks at things. She also she also has a bag, like a um, messenger bag, where she carries all her stuff. And she's carrying a small butler uh, as a shield. And uh, <laughs> basically a, a, what you can see was like a larger spear, but it was broken in half to kind of match her size. And she looks at you and says, Hey there. Now we would clearly hear Vicklis's voice, right? Yes. Kelton and, just and, and with that, Kelton, I'm going to roll on the chaos table. Oh shit. And, As he, and he looks at the I guess at, at the Sylvester and Kelton, he she also says How are old are you, Kelton? <laughs> Kelton is 30. Oh, wait, 27. Yeah. Oh, tw- wait, let me look at the sheet. Hold on. Kelton, is that thing awesome? Hey there. It's giving me weird vibes. She looks at you and uh, she says. Um, he is 27, you're right. You are now 13 years old for one minute. So the you sh- guys just see Kelton like shimmer and just go down to pint size. Probably not much taller than the Kinku. The Kenku looks at you and says, Oh, ha, 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 ha. Oh, shit. <laughs> is that a when it happens? This is fascinating, but horrifying. Hey there. Why do you Please sound like Vicklis? And the Kenku is going to basically do a bear sound for you. Oh, so you beat us. Hey there. Periwinkle, help us. Hello there. Um, what's your name? He, he, he comes over. What? What happened to him? Hi, Perry Wimple. <laughs> what happened to you? I got turned into a child. How? You want me go get the brick? No, God, you would kill me. This this is our new friend, I'm assuming. It's not hostile, I think. Hey there. Dodge! Your name is Dodge? Hey there. Dodge! Dodge! Oh, oh, she's a... Her name is Dodge, and she's a her. Ha, I'm gonna call her Dodge. Her. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll call you. We'll call you Dodger. I don't know what the hell's up with her. She's funny. She's so, a black. I guess chicken. I can ask you questions, but how did you find this? Um. Dodge. So. You've been following us this whole time. Uh, I don't know if Kelton could really infer that. Maybe that's just me knowing the backstory. Did we? Do you want some parchment and ink? Because if you can turn Kelton into a child, 
You're interesting. Let me at him. Let me at him. Okay. I'll get some. Let, let you at who? <laughs> <laughs> and so stop to rummage around in their pack for a minute. Um, as y'all hear the Kanku say that, y'all are reminded about Ahmet and Vicholas whenever they went into the uh, into the windmill. Has it been a minute yet? <laughs> no, it's been about ten seconds. Let me at him. Oh. <laughs> uh, so we so much to close out some and, and spare ink bottle and parchment like here, there. And now you can stop doing the Vicholas voice because that's kind of but I like it. Kier looks at you and replies, Oh yeah? Well, I have all of the STD. That is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> us for oh, a time. <laughs> uh, Kelton will look up to the sky. Even though I know it's not you, it's kind of nice thinking you're still around. He looks at you and Archie. Kelton, you need help me. I do. I really do. So much to lay a comforting hand on his Kelton's tiny shoulder. Oh yeah, Kelton's shorter than Semester this time. <laughs> yeah. He's being small. Come on, Pipsqueak, let's let's go get on it. She looks at Semester and for research purposes. Exactly. Ah! I like you already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, y'all y'all find a trail from what would have been like the edge of the windmill. Um, back to where these monoliths are. It has been trampled down quite a bit, enough so that you can follow it without any difficulty whatsoever. Um, as you look up, you notice that ravens are dive-bombing the top of these uh, m- uh, megaliths or monoliths, whatever. They're like big stone pillars. Um, that's what I'm going to call them from now on. Um, and they're eating what seems to be the remains of a dream pastry. The uh, bird seems to be extremely happy and kind of sluggish at the same time. So the uh, um, Dodger's going to look at the, I guess, flock of birds. Mm-hmm. And then she is going to say, oh, Look at me, little one. We really love children. Wait. Thanks, lady. These pastries are delicious. Ah! Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We should have <laughs> away from the birds. That's <laughs> The birds like snaps its head over and doesn't drop the dream pastry, but flies off with the piece of it in his mouth. Um, you notice the silvery green orb on the ground near, probably about ten feet away from your feet. Um, you can see it shining in the grass, and it seems to be as though it has scorched the area right around it in like a six-inch circle. The egg seems to be growing and is probably about a foot long at at, at this point in time. Well, so Mishra is going to start preparing a defensive perimeter, just clearing brush, no acid spray this time. <laughs> She's just kind of going through the motions, too. It cut out a little bit, Richard. What is what's growing a foot? You said um, the the egg shape is about oh, okay. a foot in size. Bookworm, hey, any idea? I've had enough. Let me at him. <laughs> any idea what's coming out of there? Um, no, but we'll find out. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Um, I would like to do <laughs> change a... my voice. Is that on our counter check? Yes. To know what it was? Yes. 
see what I got. Um, Kelton, you're now back to normal size. Oh, thank God. No, no, never mind. That's pretty low. I got a six, so that's not. You can tell it's magic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, what would y'all like to do as you see this egg shape still growing slightly? It's probably about a foot and a half now. I'm going to blow the doors off. I'd like to clutch Amit's gloves with the painted nails and mm-hmm. hide behind a rock just to watch. <laughs> okay. Um, Kelton, with his no-care attitude, is standing, we'll say, about just out of melee range of the egg. Is Petty Wimple huh? around? Yeah, he's right there with y'all. Okay, so Dodger would like to, because she's really small, uh, she, and Petty Wimple's pretty weak. She would like to kind of perch on Petty Wimple's shoulders. Ah, very well. This is a great no thing ever. Um, so, Mistra, you, uh, as you dodge behind one of the stones to hide, you're hiding behind a stone that has a flowers all over it with, like, oh. new growth. Um, and the egg has now reached two foot and is no longer growing. I would also like to add that um, Kenkus can't fly, so when she perches on Periwimple's shoulder is a very awkward climbing to his he, shoulder. He, he would help her. Ah, fair enough. Um, and yeah, he tears, and, uh, he tears off a piece of his shirt and puts like a um, eye patch over one eye. Oh, ha, 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 ha. I like it too. <laughs> oh. Um. <laughs> Sumisha will lend the Dodger her quarter staff actually to balance on and act as a spear if need be, since it has that silver dagger tip on one end. Can you cast without your staff up? She uh, <laughs> <laughs> her ar- her arcane focus is actually a, a necklace gifted to her. Oh, okay. Okay. Um is your hand touching the flower covered pillar? Yeah, to investigate the petals after she's handed off the quarter staff. Okay. Um, your hand is stuck to the pillar. You feel extreme tingling going up your arm and into your body. Uh-oh. As you try to remove uh, your hand, you well, cannot no, yeah. remove it. <laughs> so, uh, Dodger would like to look at Sylmestra and, and say, What? Uh, help. Help. I can make that one out. What is that? Oh, let me just uh, say, hold on. For research purposes. Um, I can't move my hand. For yeah. research purposes. Yes, I know it's for research purposes, but help me. You Get can't out of my store, you filthy hag. Get out <laughs> of my I... store, you filthy hag. Your, your hand slowly begins to go inside of the pillar. Uh, don't want to stone mouth, don't want to stone mouth, don't want to stone Help. Well, I want to try. Can I cast Mage Hand and try to pull her hand off the pillar? Um, yes, you can. I'll, I will let that happen because she will be voluntarily helping, so I don't consider that an attack. Yeah, I want to try to do that. Uh, um, you are unsuccessful. I, remember, I, I will not let another party member die, <laughs> damn it. I hope the shit. As you get within five feet of her, you come across a barrier and cannot get any closer. Oh. And while y'all are doing this, the egg begins to crack. We're gonna die. It, I was totally it's a barrier, but after last week, no. It's not funny. <laughs> no, it isn't funny, Dodger. Not at all. 
gold, blue, and silver light begin to come from the cracks in the egg. So Mr. is trying even more frantically to pull her hand from the stone. As you try to pull away, your hand sinks deeper. Yes. Scream. <laughs> um, Kelton, you are drawn to uh, to a pillar beside uh, the one that Sylvester is on. And roll me a athletics check, and I'm looking for a 25 to see if you can break it. Ooh, wow. That's a big DC. Laughing <laughs> does not help me, Dodger. Okay, that's it. I've had enough. Nope, yeah. that would be a 11. <laughs> uh, um, your hand smacks into the summer pillar. It yeah. is, um, in fact, it's right on top of a sun. Uh, it does not burn, um, but your hand slowly begins to go inside of the stone. Like the sun is swallowing your hand. Um, <laughs> so his uh, is looking at the situation and says, "He's Mark, you're... <laughs> <laughs> um, the parts of the shell begin to break off. As you look down, you see a halfling baby that is completely nude. Oh you... my god. Hey God. You can tell that it is a female um, halfling. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> it's Dodger looks at the. Yeah, go for it. It's kind of cute. Dodger adds. <laughs> <laughs> um, as y'all look down at the halfling, uh. Philip, roll me a strength or athletics check. I'm looking for a 25 as well. Crap. It's kind of high, don't you think? (laughs) (laughs) There ain't no way I can do that. If there's no way you can do it, then I'll just say the halfling is transported over. Sorry, I had to get me something to drink. Uh, The halfling is transported over to the. to a pillar with snowflakes all over it in a swirling pattern. Um, oh, Jerry, you're the only one that can save us. By the time that the halfling gets there, the halfling is full grown and the hand slams into a snowflake. The, ah! halfling, the halfling is still completely naked, but full grown, um, as much as a halfling can be full grown. Um, your hand goes into a snowflake. You're powerless to stop it. And um, a power seems to be drawing uh, Dodgers. It's going to take me a while to get used to the name. Draws Dodgers' attention Dodge! to to a um, to the last remaining pillar. It is a pillar with orange, brown leaves, um, some yellow leaves on it all over the pillar like in a swirling pattern like wind uh dodger looks at her while this is happening it's not funny it's not funny <laughs> and then he looks at uh the grown halfling and says look papa a giant chicken <laughs> dodger how are you she? calling a chicken a she okay you basic vampire bitch <laughs> 
Sinister just gives up and... I'll kill him! <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dodger. Wait, Dodger replies. Did they remember, uh -huh. like, who they oh, are? Yeah, what? they have all of the... <laughs> <laughs> Why are you um, only three foot tall? I'm two foot shorter! What's in this? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you have one free hand. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dodger, can you beat a 25 strength check? No. <laughs> no. Um, you are drawn to the last <laughs> remaining pillar, and does Dodger have fingers and a hand, or is it like? It's a. Uh, it's basically the. It's like talons, yeah. Tiny talons, talons, okay. Mm -hmm. Your talons slam into a orange leaf and sinks in deep. A. Uh, I. What would y'all like to say since you're all four locked into so, the pillar? Uh, Dodger just goes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, what type of dream is this shit? <laughs> so, do uh, reincarnated people remember their past? Yes. I'm just done with everything. I'm gonna blow the doors off. Leans into the pillar, <laughs> just like How out of the Why am I naked? <laughs> I guess Dodger uh, looks at uh, the the half lane and says, "Hey there." <laughs> <laughs> um. As you all are standing here in, you know, with one hand into the pillar, you all see a giant flash connect them all. It's like a stream of extremely bright white light. Um, you all get this sense of peace come over you as though you are somewhat back at the beginning. You have no worries and your hands come out of the pillar. Um, while they're in the pillar, they wrap around something inside, and you each pull out an item as your hands come out of the pillar. Oh. <laughs> um, and I'm going to go in alphabetical order. Uh, Amelia, you have two boots in your hand. They are boots of elven kind. I will send you the link to all that they do. Um, Let me add them. Let me add Dodge. Dodger, you are at fall, and as you pull your hand out, you have a hat of disguise in your hand. <laughs> Kelson, as you pull your hand out, you are holding what looks to be a old rust-colored bag in your hand. At first, Ooh. at first glance, you think it's you got gypped, basically. But what you actually have in your hand is a rust bag of tricks. The bag of tricks. Oh, that's a look of that. Is that, what you thought, is that what you thought it was, Michael? Let me. Yeah, add the uh, bag of tricks with the Pokemon and all that. Anyways, yeah. Out of <laughs> and so, Mister, as you pull your hand out of the pillar. You have a purplish black bag in your hand. Ooh. And immediately upon looking at it, you know that it is a bag of holding. Oh, I'm going to store so much shit in that. <laughs> <laughs> you and Vlad? Uh, Vlad could go in there because he can't suffocate. No, I got to keep yeah. Vlad, I feel like. Yeah. Um, you all have received your items. I'll send you the link. To what they do um, after the session. Mm -hmm. uh, so, 
y'all now have a magical item. Uh, the pillars go back to looking the way that they were, but you all sense that there's something special about them. And so, Mister, from your research and you know that you have read just at the library at the Durst House, you know that these pillars are summer, winter, fall, and spring that were um, originally the four cities, the four original cities of the world. That they were pillars um, for the god, you know, the morning lord, the um, uh, the the night goddess. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. And, um, you know, they were erected for them. And it seems as though that they are blessing you because they want this curse to be lifted from the land. Did you say the bag, my bag was a rust? Yes. You said you probably a bunch of rust to stole that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just a bag of, full of iron shavings. No, <laughs> out of character, you get to, like, spawn, uh, like, randomly selected. Uh, forest creature that kind of matches yeah. the theme of the I could do a goat or a giant goat. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you all like get get the sense of peace from these four pillars. Oh, so Mister is going to say this place should be marked as a place of good fortune, but what the hell is a naked halfling doing here? So yeah. uh, Dodger is going to. Where's the naked halfling? <laughs> Dodger is going to look at Sylvester and say. And that's what I call a hammer. No, 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 that's the nubile dragon. We'll discuss this later. Halfling. <laughs> so, Elton uh, looks at the halfling, just shakes his head. Ahmet? Yeah? You know no you're way. a chick? Scott, uh, I kind of figured, but what is this halfling you talk about? What the hell happened? You're shorter oh, no. than you were. It's a long shorter. You tiny. Dodger's going I'm to look at Dodger's going to look at a met and <laughs> Can we get a periwinkle check? What is he thinking when he sees this happen? He he's just standing there like blinking his eyes back and forth cuz of the bright light. He he got nothing magical so he's going to be kind of sad. I'll give him my it will be useless in his hands but um... <laughs> Uh, uh, can can the Dodger see that Periwinkle is um, sad? Yeah. Um, Dodger would like to go towards Periwinkle in his, you know, with her uh, like, uh, bird-like motions, and from her back she pulls out a dead rat and just give it to Periwinkle. He holds out his hand and takes it. Thank you. And she goes. Oh. <laughs> And he puts it in his pocket. <laughs> but I'm going to show straight over to this so-called Amit with these painted gloves. And I'm going to walk over with you. <laughs> angrily back and forth like, do you recognize these? Yeah, my mother's gloves. What were the names of your two axes? Better, better. Where are they? I have, how many times did you shit in the Durst house? <laughs> I don't know. I don't keep track. It's Emmett. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, you, do you remember what's the last thing you remember uh i'm dreaming of riding on back of a raptor's back chasing after some couple of duck bunny uh, i think it worked Kelton, i think it worked. i think it did work uh, 
<laughs> message still to Mistra. What are we telling her? Uh, I think I think I need to change my name to. Uh, I'm gonna fit uh, this body. Someone um, kind of freezes up at the question. <laughs> well, uh, buddy, Elmia, Amelia, yeah, yeah, that's what you call me now, Elmia. Okay. Um, uh, it's like it's nice tits now. Yeah. Do you, please, please. Do you, Do you remember? <laughs> oh God, that's gonna be a thing, isn't it? Oh, that's a thing. <laughs> you remember um, when you went into the house with the windmill? Yeah, that pretty lady. Yeah, well, she put us some funny. Well, um, you see, there was an accident, and the windmill fell, and you and Vickless didn't make it, and we reincarnated you, and here you are. Well, where's Vickless? He's, he's, he's gone. He's gone. I. I buried him so, myself. So he went. He went to the Great Forge in the sky. Again. He's okay. Then. From the from the back, uh, Dodger goes. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> so was, so we have to call you Amelia now. Then yeah, it's whatever I am now. Uh, just so you know, no matter how drunk I get, I will not be squeezing those. These are my front bags. We don't get to squeeze them. <laughs> 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 I do have name chain though, but <laughs> did you just call them your fun bags? Yes, you did. Oh, that, that's the name of the episode. These are my fun bags. <laughs> I just called Amelia's fun bags. Uh, Magical oh, item, legendary oh, artifact. This, this is Dodger, uh, by the way. Dodge, Dodge. Okay. She's abrasive, but interesting. She likes research. Too. Hey there. Yourself. Hey, when, when you hear him say "Hey there," it sounds just <laughs> like Vickless. <laughs> he wouldn't too, but put that too much together. <laughs> she uh, looks at she looks at Amelia and says, "But Brackus, I'm your sister-in-law." <laughs> and then <laughs> and then finish up. <laughs> and then finishes up with. <laughs> So we, how do you feel being even smaller than you were before? Tiny. Like size don't really matter, you know. I'm still kicking much as ass as what I did before. Issue twenty five would would say you're wrong. You've been uh, reading, Kelton. You never told us that. I Dod- think that thing here there. Dodger looks at the party you know, and you say, thoughts, you? Dodger looks in the party and she says, Hi ho, hi ho. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you my collection. That'd be great. I think I need to get some clothes first. I think I can go in. Yeah, where are we going to find you clothes? Uh, we could first start by giving him his axe. Her, her axe of that. And she even so lifted Mr. <laughs> So Mr. Reaches and uh, proffers um, Amelia's two hand axes towards him <laughs> with reverence and care. <laughs> You know, she reaches out and tries to grab them, but she can hold them, but she can't wield them. Ah, they're too big now. What do oh, I have to do? Like, sage advice for us is that size doesn't matter. Just gotta learn how to take it. I mean, the. Elton will walk over and put his hand on Amelia's shoulder, <laughs> making sure he doesn't touch any naughty areas. <laughs> Amelia, I just, I just want to say I'm sorry for what happened, but I guess you have fun bags at least, now. At least we got you back. Yeah. Please, please. Dodger looks at looks at Kelton touching Amelia and says, "And that's what I call a hammer." 
<laughs> a misnomer, but corrected with more research and time. Then looks at Sinestra. Research purposes. I like you. She looks at you and kind of does, a, uh, I guess, like a twisting motion with her uh, head. And... That's oh, cat purring. purring? Yep. <laughs> Love Dodger's it. content. Uh, um, if y'all want to search the rubble, you will find a set of clothes that should fit Amelia. Yeah, and there is that chainmail shirt. So we could probably my, uh, tailor. My uh, werewolf hide, if you still tan it, I can make this girl out of it. Very true. Um, Kelton, you managed to find a box in the rubble that's somewhat smashed, but you find clothes that will fit Amelia, um, and you recognize them as being close to the same ones that the girl would have worn. It's probably clothes that, you know, she she could have worn. One of the two kids that we just... Yes. Yeah, one <laughs> of the two kids that you killed. Oh, no. Amelia, I found these, but they're kind of from a dead person. I don't know if you want them. No, they're dead. I don't need them no more. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess as, Do- as uh, Amelia puts the clothes on, Dodger looks at, uh, at uh, Amelia and says, Thanks, lady. These pastries are delicious. <laughs> I we, we think Dodger can only speak in repetition of what she hears. Yeah. So, you kind of have to interpret what she means. Next <clears throat> research, though. It'll, it'll be interesting, that's for sure. All right. Um, so would y'all like to do anything else here? You know, I don't think this would be a bad place to set up camp and rest for a few hours, since this is... Straw did sit while we buried them, shit. I was going to say, he did say we have peace until they're buried, but we buried Vickless. Dodger... Uh, Here's the name Strat, and he she was also watching what's happening, and he says, or she says, "You basic vampire bitch." <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's what he is. Strat was here. Well, he showed yeah, a rare moment of kindness. He I, actually, well, some mystery you can tell him. Tell her. He well, he decided to honor the death of a warrior and gave us a stone of revitalization. And Kelton and I performed a ritual, and we're glad to have you back. But I think our sanctuary is over. Oh, okay. Get out of my store, you filthy hack! I still don't celebrate my grudge against him, though. One good act don't mean he's a good guy. I agree. <laughs> but <laughs> some of the party uses reunited at least. Let me at him. I, think I was ready to take them all on. When he showed up <laughs> at the funeral, I was ready to take them all on by myself, which would not have been wise, I know. Well, Smisher is out of spell slots, so she could only offer her short sword. We do need to place the rest, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing Dodge, like, on Periwinkle's shoulders with Smisher's uh, quarterstaff, like a spear. <laughs> it's like <laughs> armored cavalry, just... <laughs> so, do y'all want to take a rest here or head into Velaki? The time is getting to be about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, let's ask Arabelle and Eliana in this night. Yeah. So, yeah. How far is Velaki from where we're at? Uh, it should only be another hour or so. Um, Dodger would know that better than any of you. 
she I did give Dodge some uh, parchment and ink though, if you want to write stuff out as well. Uh, was Dodger able, when you put off, was anything that she could see that was written on your handwriting? In my handwriting? Yeah. Uh, I guess opening up the bundle of scrolls and notebooks, you might have seen a lot of my handwriting. Uh, okay. Some of it marked with red to indicate the more sensual research, but... Um, uh, Richard, uh, how far away is actually Pelaki? Oh, how, how far away? It's an hour. An hour away. Mm-hmm. So you, you see, you see that Dodger comes down of, uh, comes off of Periwinkle, and then uh, she uh, grabs the quill and the piece of paper, and then she writes in there, and it says Velaki um, about an hour. But you notice that is your exact handwriting. So Mr. Shana swipes her eyes. Wait a minute. Can you write hello? Uh, she takes the paper back from you and writes hello and hand is back and it looks exactly like you were right. That is fascinating. I like you. <laughs> and then she says, for research purposes. Exactly. We'll be best friends. I half of a raven lady, three feet tall, adorable thing. This she has looks- been a very good day, but she is kind of adorable. She looks at Sinestra and says, but Brachus, I'm your sister-in-law. No, we're not keeping it in the family this time. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then, and then, he, she looks at Kelton. Kelton, you need help. How does Kelton respond to that? He knows what's up, though. The hearing of the voice doesn't affect him as much, but he kind of looks over at Dodger and says, I was being nice. I mean, I could have said you look like a hag. And then... Hey, Wimple goes, that's my chicken. <laughs> Is Eliana around? She's in the wagon. Okay. Um, I, guess, I feel like uh, his voice would be booming and carry, though, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's my chicken! He looks at... He goes back to Petty Wimple and just does this. Oh. <laughs> he pats Dodger on the head. My cluck cluck. Her feathers kind of uh, opens up a little bit, and she does a little twisting of the neck, kind of like signaling to like scratch behind the neck. And he does. And she goes. Uh, I don't know if Dodger can answer this, but <laughs> Dodger, do you know is there an inn in Velaki that we could rest at? Uh, she looks at you and says, "Get out of my store, you filthy hack!" Oh, so a mer- mer- mercantile store? She looks at you again. Get out of my store, you filthy hack! A person who knows about the hacks? <laughs> she walks over to you. Um, I think she's trying to say that people don't like her much. She looks at Amelia. Uh, oh. at, she looks at Amelia and you see that her... She doesn't really nod, but she kind of like twists her neck, you know, from side to side, kind of like in an axle rotation that I like birds will do. And she says, hey there. <laughs> That's indicating that you're right. <laughs> yeah. well, what if you wore your disguise hat? I, um, that seemed like an artifact. I could. Well, the disguise hat requires a two men, but um, okay. you see that um, I would like to cast disguise self, Richard. Uh, first mm-hmm. level spell. So she kind of... Um, 
basically lifts his uh, or puts a, the little uh, buckler down and then she raises his beard, does some motions, and she says, My cousin plays the skin flute. And uh, with that, you see that she turns into a old lady. Looks kind of like a hag, sort of, but more old lady-like of the same size that the Dodger is. An adorable grandma. And then you hear her say, I think we just need to give parchment and paper. <laughs> maybe she's more comfortable doing it this way, though. Yeah, maybe. Let me at him. I guess we should head to Velaki. I will mark this place on it. Would y'all like to take a rest here? If you do, it will be night when you arrive in Velaki. I was thinking if it's a short rest, maybe an hour or so, I can use my Arcane Regeneration feat to regain two spells on That's I fine. Like, oh. I feel like we should get the Velaki. Well, whatever. I was thinking oh. we should get the Velaki first, though. But I will, I will allow you some extra to rest in the cart. When was the last time that we that we ate? It's been a minute. Mm. Um, at the death at the uh, Durst house. So this is like well, for hours or for one party member, technically it was the windmill, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is a new body now. Um, so yeah, y'all would need to eat by now. Um, yeah, the resting as we travel. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so take away like one ration. Mm-hmm. That you that you have, if that's what you want to do. Um, so yes, Michelle will gladly share some of her rations with Dodger. Uh, she looks at that and says, um, let's "See." <coughs> and you see that her feathers kind of like spiked up a little bit, and she reaches in her back and she pulls out a little container full of worms with leaves in it. It's like a mushy, wormy, leafy <laughs> thing, and then no. she. And then she just, you know, grab her little talons and then just, you know, put them in the in her beak and then just eats them like a bird. Look how cute she is. <laughs> Disgusting, but adorable. Uh, so everybody wants to travel to Velaki now? Yeah. Yep. I, um, so make sure you can take your short rest while... As, uh, as we travel real quietly, you hear... The girl as we yeah. travel quietly, you hear, country road. You're traveling along this dirt road and you come up to a series, like a, um, the trees slowly begin to uh, get further and further apart and you get to a slightly open area, probably about 30 foot from the tree line to the actual wall. The uh, dirt road ends abruptly at a um, cast iron gate that is about 20 feet tall with spikes on it. And you notice that there are wood uh, wolves heads that are mounted on the spikes. Um, the blood has dripped down from the heads along and you know traveled its way down the uh, wrought iron gate. Um, and I also, I guess I would like to ask uh, Richard, what do I know about, do I know anything about why are the stores being locked down? Uh, um, you know, you have um, heard that the Burgermaster or Mayor um, is about keeping bad things out. He believes that if he has festivals and keeps everyone's spirits up, 
then nothing, no bad can happen to anyone in the city. So in order to keep Strahd's minions from coming into the city at night, he has the gates locked. Okay. So uh, go ahead. Um, I guess she looks at Samestra and say, Get out of my store, you filthy hack! I'm gonna blow the doors off. <laughs> Let's try diplomacy. We'll make sure you're in the back so easily as so at this point, just so you guys know, um, my disguises were off. So I would have to put in my, I have an old lady disguise in my bag because I can do that without a spell, but it will take me some time. Wait, I also have minor illusion. So if I can put like maybe something up, say, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Like um, maybe a little box or something that we had on our, that would maybe obscure your form while you did your thing. Um, well, the, the idea is that um, out of character, here, uh, uh, you know, let's do this. Uh, do you still have the, the, the piece of paper? Uh, yes. Oh, actually, you know what? Like, um, what she's gonna do? She's pull. She pulls out of her back a, a deck of tarot uh, cards, and she points at herself mm-hmm. with a little claws and put down the death card. And she pulls down at the door, and she, uh, she puts down the um, uh, devil card. Okay. While they're doing this, Amelia jumps out of the car and runs up to the gate. Excuse me, Miesta. Tries to do her best to press the little girl. Can you let us in? It is scary out here. He, shove, he shoves a pike at you. Get back. Get back. Are you going to hit the little girl? Get back. Um, I guess the... Bob <laughs> rages. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh... <laughs> Um, Alright, as so Mr. is like really like calling up to Ismark, like, come here, you're the bird. Dodger starts, Dodger starts kind of like to freak out. <laughs> let me at him, let me at him. No, 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 don't, 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 Okay. <laughs> on that. Um, if you give one to Dodger, uh, she, would, right she would write down. I mean, she knows common, but she doesn't speak it. She doesn't be, like write it pretty well either. So she knows how to write on, like how you write. But um, sometimes communication is kind of hard. So she just writes. Um, There's a festival in the city, <laughs> and she also writes at the bottom. Please tell your friend to stop. Um, <laughs> this mister will, like, motion over the Kelton and be like, get this lady to stop looking out for a moment, please. Uh, give me this a second. To stop doing what? To stop hulking out on the guard. Okay. Uh, I will walk over to Milia. Milia, you need to calm down. You're going to draw attention to us. And we She's already stripping have a- down. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> Give me just a second. You see, you see Dodger, like she literally goes and find refuge. Like she goes and like, I guess, uh, rubs against um, Pettywimple and she grabs her big arms and just kind of like cover her head with it. <laughs> so Mr. finds a spare blanket in the wagon and just throws it to her Dodge as a, as a covering. But she's really nervous and you hear her say, my cousin skin flute. Keeping it in the family. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, How do you so, stop a half raging? Oh yeah, you rage. Uh, give me. Let me get to it. Oh, you had. Hold on, I'm listening to it. <laughs> you oh, have boy. the. Yeah, well, it fits. Believe me, Amelia. You have the incredible urge to relieve yourself, and until you do, ah, you ah, take ah, one. Oh. Man. You take 1d8 damage, but you have to make loud noises of pleasure while you do it. Oh, he was oh no. In that anyway. <laughs> I'll just spit up my blueberry coffee. Oh. <laughs> We're definitely getting banned. Like, <laughs> it was my... Get your scrawny ass up here. <laughs> it's my uh, Dodger, as you guys say that, you hear Dodger from inside the blanket. He's Mark, you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're you're raging and you have to relieve yourself and make pleasurable noises while you do it. She would enjoy that. Okay. She runs in and tackle, try to tackle the guy down. Uh, take one d four bludgeoning damage because he's behind the gate. <laughs> and oh. as you slam into the gate, you hear him holler. To arms, to arms, You hear, you hear Dodger just say in mimicry, "Run, run!" <laughs> <laughs> and as you are relieving yourself and making these pleasurable noises, y'all look down the street that the gate is blocking your path to, and you see. 20, no, 22 guards coming down the street. Along, along with 50 other people behind them that are common people with pitchforks. Oh, the pike. militia and the town guard. Yes. <laughs> so in total, there are 24 guards, towns guards, and 50 um, city watch. I'm going to shake it. I'm going to shake it. Let me in. I'll tear your ass up and try to poke me with that poke thing. Oh, you, you sorry. You're going to tackle, girl. You, you're worthless. You're worthless. Let me get in. I'll tear you into an asshole. Uh, <laughs> y'all can barely hear what he's saying over the sound of their armor as it jangles <laughs> and you know, makes the sound of clunking as they approach the gate. You know what I just realized out of character? What? There's no Vickless to keep a med under control. <laughs> nope. Shit. Um, the, uh... <laughs> it's gonna sit here. The gates begin to open <laughs> as the town watch the city guard and the other people come out and surround you. Um. And the head, like the general of the guard says, look, you have two options. You can leave and go back the way you came. Okay. Two. Uh, I have I have a choice. I have an idea. I have a third option, but I'll let you get to the second one first. Okay. It's, go ahead, Adrian. No, it's, uh, first of all, I just want to ask you, is Dodger listening to all of this inside the blanket? Yes. Okay. Um, so what she, like, go ahead and explain the second option, and I'll, I'll do something after that. Uh, the first option is you can leave and go back the way you came. The second option is we can kill you all right here. And I tell you what, we don't want killing. 
We really don't. We can carry you to the burgomaster of the city, and he will put you in the stockade. Uh, question. We have. <laughs> Go ahead. What if we have um, the bur- what if we're traveling with the burgermeister of Barovia? Is Martin the lesser? Yeah, and that's what he'll say. Is Martin the lesser? He is worthless. He will go in the stockades along with you all. We is Mark your use. But uh, um, so well, this is happening because uh, Dodger is very. It's she's very gary, getting really, really nervous. Like this is not a situation that she wants to be in. She knows that as soon as I see this big crow, she's just gonna get fucking stoned. So she wants to cause uh thaumaturgy to boom her voice three times loud for about a minute. And she is going to um basically start making owlbear sounds. Uh-huh. Rolling along with it, I'll cast my illusion and add to the ruckus behind us. Okay. Um, as y'all do that, y'all are not inside the gates, so they begin to shut and slam closed in your faces. Um, well, how far? I, mean, I was at the gate, so how close? I mean, thank you for listening to this episode of the Anonymous, brought to you by Knights of the Braille. We are a group of blind or visually impaired tabletop role-playing game players. And for more information, you can go to www.knightsofthebraille.com. That is www.knightsofthebraille.com. Look us up on Twitter or Facebook. And be sure to like and subscribe to get the most current episode as it is uploaded.